This is your life. This is your life. Right now is your life. Life is about right now. Live and live are spelled the same way. In order to live, you must be live. Right now. The past does not equal the future unless you give the past permission. You are the sum total of your dominant thoughts and decisions. Yes, you are. So, a little birdie told me that you have an out of control sexual behavior of some sort. Pornography, masturbation, fanatization, or some kind of unhealthy sexual behavior. A little birdie also told me that it's starting to get the best of you. And it's not okay anymore. That's good news. It not being okay. Because that's the beginning of how you can change it. We're going to have an adult, grown folk conversation about behaviors, attitudes, decisions, choices, actions to become healthy. Becoming healthy is a journey. It's not a one and none. It's not like this sexual addiction BS that you do where you just get all excited, you do this, and then you blast one. Now, it requires a lot more work than that. It's strategic. It's taking steps. It's reflection. It's looking inside. It's being introspective. It's deciding that you want a better life for yourself. That's what this is about. My name is Joseph F. Price. They call me Joey P. I'm going to be your host in this journey. I'm going to be your partner in this dance. We're going to do this together. We're going to become better people together. You are going to have sexual mastery. You are going to have mastery in your life. Yes, you are. You're going to be a better person. You're going to be somebody that you can be proud of. You're going to be somebody that even your mama can be proud. But it's not going to come free. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to do some reflection. I'm going to give you some tools. I'm not going to do it all on my own. I'll bring some guests. They'll give you the good stuff. But here's what you got to do. Take this as a journey, a journey that you get better each and every day, a journey that we don't stop until we figured out how to do it and we become invincible. Yeah, we can become invincible to our pornography at sexual behaviors and unhealthy other addictions. You just got to understand how it works. You got to understand how your mind is making you its bitch. I know you don't like that language, but you're the bitch of your mind. And so this work that we're going to do, 
It's about neutralizing that and you becoming the victor. You becoming the master. You becoming the man that you're supposed to be. That's what I'm talking about. So if that's something that interests you, if that's something that you want to do, then let's do that together. It ain't a one and done. It's a journey. So let's begin. Okay, so welcome back. Um, this is going to be part two, and this is episode one, but we like to break them down into uh, bits and pieces. And um, I had promised you in episode number one that uh, what I would be doing is talking about my juicy porn story um, and how I got to be a porn addiction recovery coach. And I guess you're looking for some kind of really, really juicy story. And I don't know if I have something like that, but uh, I don't really have that. So I guess you would maybe be a little disappointed, but um, there are some really, really juicy porn stories out there. Um, everything from people spending all weekend on the on you know watching porn i hear stories about people go to their bathroom and they go to their bathroom for like 45 minutes and we're talking married people and um the porn addict thinks that the wife doesn't know right and i mean i i know you're sitting there saying like how could that be yeah, they think that uh, for some reason, but it, it, it doesn't really matter uh, that they think that, but it doesn't happen. And that's the part that I'm talking about, the pornified mind, uh, that someone would actually go to a bathroom for 45 minutes, watch porn, and ejaculate and i don't know in some cases maybe they do it two or three times uh, and then this goes on like three and four times in a day and um then when the wife asks about it um they say that uh, they're having some kind of issue and so on and so forth now, I've, I've talked to women, a ton of them, and I've also read some of the things that have been said. And um, then, like, the guys, they think they're so smart, but they're not really smart because, again, like, how can you keep going to the bathroom over and over again for 45 minutes at a time and somebody not know anything? And so, you know... I, I can tell you right now that uh, I was a class clown when I was growing up, so uh, I hope that some of the things I say are funny, and I hope that the funny part is appropriately placed, but, um, you know, it's just what I do. So that being said, some of the comments that the women write, because again, the guys aren't 
that smart, you know, like you're going to continuously go to the bathroom for like 45 minutes you know, and take your phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 Joey, you forgot that. Yeah. And they take their phone for 45 minutes, right? And so the women, they say these things like uh, they go to the bathroom and it doesn't stink in there. I mean, like, they know, right? And here's a problem, like, to the porn addict out there. And there are porn addicts out there. Some of the porn addicts, they do all this watching of the porn, and then they turn the shower on, and then they do their do. I think you know what do what they do is. And then they let the let the let go. You know, they let it go, so to speak. Ejaculate is another word. Uh, in the shower, they run the water so no one hears, you know, and they think they're slick. So here's a problem with that. And, 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 and really, this whole porn addict thing, it's like, it, it takes life to a, a level of sickness that I can't tell you about in one podcast. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> I assure you uh, that we'll get into it as, as we go by. And I'll, I'll give you these little pieces of stuff. Some of it's funny. I'm laughing at the fact that it's funny because it's so blasted ridiculous. It's crazy. And then some of it is sad funny. But one of the things that happens, because things in life add up. Life is the great math teacher, I always say. So when these guys over like months and months and months, you know, ejaculate in the shower and then they have women, beautiful women at that, who they're not serving, if you understand what I'm saying, because this is about porn addiction. They don't, they're not necessarily serving their women because they're doing all this looking at porn and grabbing themselves and ejaculating in the shower on four-hour visits or 45-minute visits. So anyway, all this ejaculation in the shower, if you got one of these pretty babes with long hair and her hair gets clogged up in the shower with all that ejaculate, I'm not trying to be overly graphic, that causes plumbing problems. So women, if you're watching this or listening to this that's one sign that your man's got a porn problem is if the shower gets clogged up repeatedly uh because it, that's what the women tell me so anyway that's some other people's porn stories to kind of get you started it helps me get warmed up a little bit because this you know sometimes talking about this stuff is it's, it's really personal but at the same time, if it can serve you um, or serve somebody or make a difference in somebody's family or make a difference in somebody's life. And um, before I even tell you my story, I, you know, and I, I guess I got your attention because you want to hear all that juicy detail. But um, and I think one of the reasons why. I love this mission or take on this mission about helping men become more healthy in this capacity is that this porn thing has a way of um, attaching itself to bloodlines 
it um you know it just doesn't stop with the subject it goes like generationally so anytime that we can intervene with uh, a porn addict or a sex addict we're actually changing bloodlines because it, it really does touch bloodlines like you just wouldn't believe like a lot of how people stumble into porn it wasn't my case we'll get into my story momentarily uh, but a lot of times how people stumble into porn is because of an adult in the home or their father um, was watching porn and then the kid went behind and stumbled into porn you know for instance something innocent like typing in Power Rangers, which is P-O-W for the first couple of letters. You know, the first two letters, P-O, are also the same first two letters in Pornhub, which is one of the leading porn sites. So inadvertently, all of a sudden, he gets porn. Um, a friend of mine, a fellow coach, you know, he stumbled into porn for the first time in church on the church computer. So, you know, it, it happens that way. And it is about bloodline. And um, it is an addiction. And it's addiction because of five neurochemicals get activated through the cycle that people do people aren't just watching porn they watch porn they get excited penises get hard a hard penis wants to be massaged some kind of way massaged hard penises ejaculate so the combination of all three of those things uh, causes five neurochemicals to be activated and it flushes through, it flushes the brain neurologically and as a result of that that's what people become addicted to okay so the process of uh, not being addicted is you know it's a complex process so um, that's what happens and along with what happens is what kind of porn is a person using are watching what kind of things are in the porn they're influenced this way they're influenced that way all kinds of things happen from there and that's other people's addiction so let me just talk about my little porn story with all of that said and we'll talk about those issues that i just finished mentioning with more depth in other podcasts i've already decided not decided but looked at what i have at least a little bit of authority to present you with uh, in addition to the guests that I have outlined, probably about 75 podcasts right now. Uh, and then as we go, there'll probably be more added. So, oh, let me talk about my porn story. I've been avoiding this. And that's one of the things that porn addicts like to do. Like I'm an ex-porn addict, I guess. or recovered but they do like to avoid so without further ado here we go there was this guy named chuck 
and so I'm I'm like 60 years old. Hopefully, I don't look at them a little bit more than 60. I'm not going to tell you my exact age. This is nunyan. That means none your business. So, um, that's a different level of porn addiction than today, by the way. We, the, the, the magazine crew like me versus the, the guy uh, who started out uh, with uh, high-speed internet porn. But again, we'll get into that in a whole nother uh, podcast. So, for me, it, it kind of worked like this. I had a friend named Chuck chuck was a hyper uh, sexualized i guess eight year old seven year old guy like an elementary school chuck pretty much was everything sex chuck i don't know what was going on in chuck's house when i think about this especially from a professional standpoint but anyway chuck showed me the first rubber we thought it was some big deal you know like oh i saw a rubber at at the house we were like oh let's go see it oh can you bring it to school oh let's go there so you know we had a field trip to chuck's house and we saw this rubber and it, it was like in a matchbook um like an old matchbook type thing. Um, and so that was Chuck. And then I guess one time over at Chuck's house, uh, Chuck, you know, had a Playboy, Playboy magazine was the, the magazine at the time. And then, you know, it was like, wow, she was golly. It's like, you know, I didn't know that, it, that women look like that. I mean, I thought they look like we do. Ooh, wow. You know, and I think before that, going back um there was this curiosity and i think that this is part of how the porn takes over the mental the men's mind is the curiosity factor so i i think i always was curious sexually and i think one of the things that chuck told me was hey joey uh girls they don't have they don't have things that hang off of them what he said, and I remember specifically the language was girls are flat. What? So, yeah, Joey, girls are flat. What? 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 Yeah, so I think that that was like the whole curiosity started with the, with the, the conversation about girls are flat. Because it was like when, when, you, when you're living a world and you think the world is the way that you think the world is somebody tells you that the world is the way you think it is you you have that what and and so i had that what and then so porn fit right into that because it was like oh okay yeah so there we go um my porn addiction never really got to anything that i would say i i would say i was always like right on the line of addiction and as we go, it went from Chuck to, um, in that day and time, like I said, we had paper magazine. So you could literally go to a drugstore and then like the magazine rack, cause you know, we didn't have internet and all that stuff like that. So we did rely a lot more on books and such. So you could go to the live, you could go to the, like the, the, the drugstore then they'd have like a magazine rack so i would get like a bigger magazine and then the porn magazine would be smaller than the bigger magazine 
then that's how I used to look at my porn, you know, at uh, age like 9, 10, 11, 12. Every now and then somebody would catch me and call me out, bust me out, and even, you know, my little light skin butt would turn red as, as, as you could, could, could believe um, in that situation. But that's, that's, that's what it was. Uh, that's how... I got porn and, you know, I mean, it wasn't something that happened every day, but I, I do remember riding my bike uh, in my uh, teenage uh, days. Uh, if you know anything about Maryland, uh, lived in a place called uh, Rockville Silver Spring, went to a place on Rockville Pike called uh, EJ Corvettes, which is a place, it's like a department store that's closed now. And they had a big old rack of magazines and records at the same spot. And that's what I used to do. That's how I got my little porn thing off. I don't think it was at that time in the teenagers where it was like often. That was like, you know, once a month or something of that nature. And that was that, I think, in my early adult ages, I might buy a magazine here or there. Um, as time goes on, I guess you'll probably hear the story of where I worked when I was young. I worked in a bar. I do remember the bar owner had me go and get magazines three at a time um, and bring them back to him, uh, which, think about this. I was 16. For some reason, they let me buy porn. And then I would bring it back to the owner. He wasn't that old. He was about 35 at the time. But then me as a porn um, recovery coach, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about that now. Okay, yeah, he got three magazines. And he'd always just have a smile when I brought those magazines back to him. You kind of understand where I'm going. So I, I, I guess he had some sense of anticipation about what the afternoon was. So... That basically was, you know, my early exposure to porn. Every now and then, um, you know, I remember I was married young. I've been married a couple of times. We'll talk about that as the podcasts go. Um, we went over, me and my wife at the time went over to some party. Somebody played like a VHS. They thought that was funny. That was an exposure. I had some roommates after that wife was gone. I had one guy, a roommate, was into porn and Jack Daniels. So we watched a lot then. Uh, those were movies like in the VHS sense that we would rent. And then, uh, you know, you'd go turn them back in. I guess you paid a dollar or two dollars for them for the night. So that was that. Um, but I think going back, some of the movies that I did see back then, uh, I didn't realize it at the time. But when I think about some of those movies, those movies did have some of the themes that we were, uh, that we'll talk about. Some of the themes about uh, things and how women are treated uh, nastily. And inappropriately in porn. And um, I remember some of those as I prepared and think about that even as I speak right now. I remember some of those uh, movies and 
I gotta admit, that I even liked were uh, extremely disrespectful um, to women. So that's a little of that. And you know, the movie at the time was um, Deep Throat, which also brings like one of my first uh, memories about porn back. Because I lived in an area, uh, again, if you know that area of Washington, D.C., Montgomery County, Maryland. I lived in the area uh, of Veers Mill Road and uh, Veers Mill Road and Randolph Road. So there's a Rodman's there now. I think it's a drugstore, but at the time, originally, it was an X-rated movie. And I was like four years old, and this is a real funny thing, four or five years old. And it was like on the marquee, Deep Throat, right? XXX. And I asked my mom about it. And, <laughs> you know, she just gave me kind of like a mom answer. And like, it's some, it's one of those things where you, as you think about it later on, it makes sense. But it didn't make sense then. So anyway, that place, ironically, is uh, it's a beer store now, come to think about it. Last I checked, I, I live in a different place now. So that was uh, the early stages of porn. And then, as everybody knows, uh, let's see here. Okay. So then um, there was this thing called BBS on the online world. was like what it was, was it was the equivalent of like a Reddit group. But basically, you would go to a server. It would be a, each group had its own server. So you could go to that server and you could download porn. It'd take all day to do it, okay? <laughs> One picture. And then you could, uh, we had discs. There were 24 on a disc. And then you could download, you know, you'd have 24 that you could see. And then what happened in 2004-ish, not really 2004, actually 1996, 97 or so, then the internet started to kick. Now, in my life, I was fortunate because some of y'all don't remember, but I was fortunate, maybe unfortunate, but I lived somewhere where they had picked us, me, as the guinea pig for high-speed internet. So because of high, we had high-speed internet like two years or anybody else because they just wanted to, they gave it to us and then we had to get involved in talking to them about it and this and that da, 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 you know all that stuff so I remember the first site was uh, it was called Big Knockers and, uh, you know it was my first digital porn site and then fast forward um, they came out with the model YouTube came out so then they came out with tube sites and the first tube sites would dump viruses on computers. These were movies. And like, I was really into that. But then that would destroy computers. And it wouldn't, they would put viruses on computers. Like, you know, you go to these sites and hit this picture. It'd always be like the prettiest girl, the sexiest girl. Bam! She'd put a virus on the computer and then they would sell you virus cleaner. But, you know, I thought I was so smart because I knew something about computers. So I would, you know, remove the crap. And then sometimes I would remove something else. And that ended up destroying the computers. So that kept on and on and on and on. So then what happened was I decided 
to stop destroying computers so i went to just looking like i would type something into a google site and then just look at stills and then what happened was uh i realized oh back at the ranch that the porn model changed and they have like free porn free movies all over the place and then of course wow and that was the beginning of me actually almost becoming totally addicted so i'm going to take a break right here and we'll get back to part three and we'll finish it off 